Welcome back to Live from the Blue Seats. I'm your host, Rob, joined as always by Dave and Becky. And today's show is obviously going to be a little bit different for everyone, um, given that it has been about well, more than uh, two weeks now, almost three weeks without hockey. Uh, the Rangers were actually one of the last teams to finish a game before the NHL and all the other major sports leagues decided to suspend operations in the wake of the uh, coronavirus pandemic, which obviously is the only thing that that anyone's really been talking about for the last uh, few weeks or so here, and we're all uh, in quarantine, but that does not mean that we can't still uh, jump on the mics and talk about uh, the Rangers and about hockey and, and really about anything else, considering there's not too much actual hockey to talk about. But Dave and Becky, welcome back. Dave, how's your uh, quarantine going? It is lonely. I mean... There are worse things to complain about. You know, we are being asked to sit on our couches. But if I didn't have a balcony, I would be going nuts right now. But That's a great a, point. A big thank you to all the essential workers. I know that medical staff is obviously number one here. But postal workers still delivering our mail. Grocery workers stocking the shelves. Liquor store workers keeping us sane. Uh, thank you guys. Seriously. If I I don't know how many of our listeners fall into those categories, but thank you. Absolutely. No, thank, thank you all so much for everything. And to everybody else who might not be involved, thank you for staying home because I think that we will come out of this faster. If we all follow those guidelines, stay home, do the social distancing thing and, uh, the insanity that is slowly creeping in, which, which Dave mentioned, uh, will go away once we're able to get back to our normal lives and potentially watch watch some sports uh, again. But but Becky, how's uh, how's your quarantine going? It's really fun. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sick of my sweatpants yet, so that's a plus. <laughs> um, I I have I do work from home regularly. Um, one, at least one day a week. Usually it's one to two. Never really more than two days a week, and. I don't under, like, I had taken it for granted. I mean, I guess I would complain about a commute and everything. And um, <laughs> I'm like, well, I kind of wish I was commuting right now. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's like a weird time. And, you know, it's it's like, it's the same. It's also, it's still March. It feels like March has been like 115 days. And we're having the March weather. It's a little dreary. It's a little gray. And it's a little bit hard, you know, when you have that. And I feel very lucky to not live alone. Um, which is funny because I lived alone for a very long time and really enjoyed it. Um, but I'm, I'm very grateful to live with Rob, um, and, and Sophie, who you is trailed a- off at the end of that lived. <laughs> well, cause Rob. I'm like, I'm like, well, this is kind of weird, but yeah, yeah you know, we're like, married. Hey, it's okay. Hey, we're married. Surprise. So, um, uh, you know, and like, I almost like, just want to say like, if you, if you don't, if you're completely alone, and you feel completely alone, please reach out to like any one of us. I mean, none of us are like mental health professionals or anything, but we're all like at least a little bit entertaining and always willing to chat with whomever. So, um, you know, like I'm always here. I've dealt with anxiety in my life for most of my life. And at the very least, I know how helpful it can be to have 
um, a listening ear sometimes or like just someone to vent to. And I'm happy to be that person for you if you feel like you don't have anyone else. Um, Also, if you can, fostering animals is a really good way to not be alone because you get a pet and it's temporary in your home anyway. So there's my PSAs. (laughs) That that was great. And the other uh, member of the household here is is Sophie the cat, which you may hear in the background sometimes when we're recording the show. We do try and keep it as professional as possible. Uh, we've noticed, by the way, the really positive feedback that everyone has had on the show, which we really appreciate. We've had a lot of fun doing it. It was really fun to do it in the sort of height of the season that we were in just a few weeks ago with the uh, the run the Rangers made, the trade deadline, the good results they were getting. We were talking about it every couple of weeks, and, and, and it was really fun. And, and like I said, we want to still do it um, and continue to talk about, you know, uh, whatever we can really and kind of continue to relate it back to hockey. So um, why don't we kind of dive into some of some of that stuff? You know, play has been suspended now for nearly three weeks. There's really no sign of the league resuming anytime soon. We know that at very least we're going to be under – social distancing guidelines, no large gatherings for the next 14 days, but that's, it's going to be probably 30 days at the least. So I think it's 30 now. I I think there's a federal mandate for 30. Right. So that basically takes us to the end of April. Um, And we are getting now into territory where um, the NHL is going to have to make a call on whether or not they decide to try and finish this season in some way, or if they just punt it and, go on to next year and treat it the way baseball treated the 1994 season where they didn't uh, have a champion or uh, or anything like that. So I guess I'll start with you, Dave. What do you think the NHL should do if and when this thing resumes? Now, I know that's all dependent on time, but are you a fan of like jump right into the playoffs or finish the season and sacrifice some of next season or just move on to next year? So I have two different answers. The first is the incredibly selfish answer where I say, no, cancel it. And the only reason why I say that is my honeymoon, which I booked in January of 2019, was supposed to be in May of this year. That got canceled. But when I booked it, I figured the Rangers aren't going to be good. They're not going to make the playoffs. And then here they were good. They might have made the playoffs. And I would have had to deal with potentially playoff hockey and not being here to be able to watch. Then the season gets suspended. My honeymoon gets canceled. I move the honeymoon to July. And if they do this 2014 playoff, there's going to be playoffs in July probably. And I'm still not going to be here for the playoffs. <laughs> and I, I like this team is trolling me at this point. I can't believe it. That's the selfish reason. The brain reason, um, as soon as they're able to work through the contract issue, because all free agent contracts expire on June 30th, Right. They're, if they can figure that out, I actually wrote a post about this, I want to say, late last week. The content has been few and far between because there's honestly nothing to write about right now, unfortunately. Um, basically, the way I've been thinking this is going to happen is there's going to be a June tune-up period, maybe a couple of preseason, quote-unquote, preseason games. And basically, we're looking at potentially that 2014 playoff if it goes through in the middle of June through the middle of August. We're looking at the draft and free agency almost immediately after that, which gives the players through probably mid-September off. Then camp preseason, 
season probably starts November 2020. And, mm. and the NHL has a lot of experience with making truncated season schedules. They're pretty good at it by now. And <laughs> That's true. They'll have a regular season for 2020, 2021. But I still think they play through this year and award a cup champion in August. That's a very long answer to say, yes, they're going to have a season. No, it's good. Good, to, No, and I, I think it's a really good kind of rundown. I guess, Becky, what would you prefer? What do you think makes the most sense? Because while what Dave laid out uh, seems right, and it seems in line with what the NHL would want to do for a variety of reasons, not least of which is it gives them uh, quite a bit of opportunity to generate revenue. I don't know that it's feasible, but I you know, would love to get your thoughts on it uh, first. I think it's ridiculous. I think just call the season. Like, it's fine. There's no Stanley Cup this year. Anyone who wins the Stanley Cup this year, if they do it, is going to have, you know, a little asterisk anyway because it cannot be a full season at this point. Like, I don't know how you could possibly do that. So we suspended play on March 12th, and that means it's almost a full month of hockey that will have been missing. A full month of games. So I just don't understand the point in like trying to rush back and get this when you could just let let the guys have an extended period off, let them work out right now. And then they come back, you know, and, and do a regular camp and have a full season next year instead of having to truncate next season also. I just don't understand the need for it. And again, like, I mean, the Rangers are not didn't look like a Stanley Cup favorite or anything like that but they were having fun I mean it was definitely going to be an interesting end of the season so it's not like I'm a Red Wings fan and I'm just sitting here like hey the season was over in February anyway so I don't really care like it just logically doesn't make a lot of sense to me to even try but you're right about revenue if there's something Bettman loves it's money so yeah well and also um, uh, the other big portion of that is and I don't Although I've read more about this stuff recently because there hasn't been as much, you know, sort of game related stuff to read about. But, you know, the the, the amount the cap goes up and, and there's also escrow that's deducted from the players contracts. All that stuff is dependent on revenue. And I think that that's why both the players and the owners are going to have interest in trying to play more games this year or at least count whatever games are played next toward the 2019, 2020 season. Because um, if you just stop right now, whatever revenue has been generated, it's probably I'd have to be, you know, I'm totally making this up, but it's probably 55 or 60 percent of what the league would have had would have uh, expected to generate if they played a full season plus playoffs because the playoffs obviously are higher revenues attached to that with higher ticket prices and uh, TV contracts. I know are kind of a fixed number, but. Um, the players also get bonuses, I think, in the playoffs. Um, yeah, and so they there's get bonuses all- for games played as well. I mean, like, there's players who get bonuses if they play 82 games. I get that. But, like, yeah. I'm also not going to sit here and cry for, like, this is a very, like, dad take right now. But I'm not going to cry for people who are making very good money to play a sport when... How many unemployment claims were filed in the state of New York alone in the last two weeks? Yeah. I just don't, like, my heart's not breaking. And I just think it's going to be disruptive at this point. If you're going to play a few games in August and you're going to award, like, essentially a sham Stanley Cup at that point, and then you're going to wind up pushing back the next season, it's just like, for what? 
what are we doing it for? Yeah, well, and I think the other interesting point to that is, I think it was Bill Daly came right out and said, even if we have to finish this season really late in the summer, um, we are not going to sacrifice any games next season. And that, I think, is the tell, right, that um, they really care about, you know, trying to salvage what they can of this season, but playing a full season next year is really, really important, I think, for those kind of revenue reasons. Um, no, I mean, I, I take your point on the uh, the players, and I don't think that, you know, most players, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> and most players aren't hurting right now, but the obviously all of the workers at the arenas are hurting, and um, it's just, it's a bit of a mess anyway, but... Absolutely. Um, it's That's who I care about, like, much more than the players, and I love the players, and I love hockey, and I love watching hockey, but, like... In the end of July, I want to watch baseball. I want to be laying out. I want to be seeing my friends and out and at barbecues. I don't want to be worried about, oh, we need to watch a hockey game because some, you know, Gary Batman wants to make a few more dollars. And I don't know if we want to go there. We might not want to go there. But the workers, the hourly workers, people who work at the arena, I mean, the way that it's been kind of mishandled by some owners is pretty despicable. Kudos to James Dolan, and I hope he gets well soon, by the way, for Mm -hmm. extending payment of these hourly workers through May 3rd. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if, Becky, we start seeing a lot of these hourly workers stop getting payments after May 3rd or whatever. Um that's basically when the Rangers and the Knicks wouldn't be playing anymore and MSG would basically be concerts only. So I'm not quite sure what the actual impact there would be. But I think James Dolan, you know, he had a chance to go the Jeremy Jacobs route, to go the Carolina Hurricanes route of just say, hey, we're not going to pay you guys anymore. And he said, no, screw you guys. Everybody at my arena is going to get paid for what would have been a full season and he gets a lot Dolan gets a lot of crap from the fans and he deserves a lot of the crap from the fans that he gets he nailed this one he really did I agree I totally yeah yeah and I mean you know the I think me especially and I know you know I don't think either of you guys are in this boat um and I know a lot of Ranger fans aren't which I I find weird but I guess I'm the, the the weird one but I'm a huge fan of the Knicks as well, you know, as big as you can be when they've been really pretty terrible for the last 20 years. Who are the Knicks? Save for a few of the, uh, what was that? Who are the Knicks? Oh, what yeah. did they do? What I did know. they play? What's this? They used to have Carmelo Anthony a few years ago. They were actually pretty good when he was on the team. Um, I remember. People don't time. like to, <laughs> people don't like to admit that, but they were actually pretty good for a few years there. Um, no, it's just kind of funny how, um, being a fan of both teams, um, sort of colors your opinion or, or, or yeah, sort of affects your opinion of Dolan because, you know, there's a lot of Nick fans who rightfully so are like, you know, he is just the, he is the worst owner, not only in basketball, but in sports because of his total lack of ability to uh, facilitate the Knicks becoming a, an even uh, passable team, let alone a contender. But with the Rangers, you know, um, Dolan's done a really good job and, and this has been talked about, but, you know, he he hired Glenn Sather and Glenn Sather had had his rough go of it early in his uh, tenure, but he ended up building some a really good operation that had sustained success for over a decade. And then he 
had a good succession plan in place because he hired JD and things seem to be going well now in the post-Sather era so far. So um, Dolan, I think I think my larger point about James Dolan is it's not like the guy doesn't care. And I think that he he's certainly out of touch. He certainly has mishandled a lot of the public relations situations regarding the Knicks. Um, I don't think he is, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a great guy to, you know, to say the least. He's a little bit, he's he's like your typical disconnected silver spoon rich kid. He's a lot like Donald Trump at times, but he does care about the teams, and I think he does care about the staff. You know that. There have been some stories, especially in the wake of that ridiculous Spike Lee incident, which, I mean, talk about uh, absurd stories that feel like they were from another world where Spike Lee used the wrong entrance and got in a fight with the Knicks staff about it. But, you know, all of the the staff at the Garden, a lot of those ushers and security people and concession workers, they've been there for decades. And they all really like Dolan. And I think Dolan takes care of those types of people. So... Um, look, this could change after May 3rd. I could be singing a different tune myself, but my sense of this situation is that he actually does really care about the people and he does care about the teams at large. You know, he's only messed up the Knicks so bad because he wants so badly for them to win. And I think his natural inclination is to try and insert himself and fix things when that's actually, he needs to do the opposite. He needs to remove himself from the equation, but but I, I digress. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a really difficult and complex situation um you know listen at some point these operations do run out of money and now now look i know that they're they're often owned by billionaires obviously um the jeremy jacobs thing is completely unconscionable that's just you know he's just uh well he's the asshole that held out both of the lockouts and I, 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 yes. I'm sorry if I'm dropping asshole on the podcast. If I should or shouldn't be, no. Uh, feel free to edit that it's out fine. if I screw it up. I think it's a PG word. Okay, uh, fair yeah. Enough. Well, I also I can I can also mark it as explicit, and then when everybody downloads it from iTunes, it'll have the little e next to it, so that's fine. So it'll Perfect. feel cool too. That's great. Yeah. So Jacobs yes. is the one that actually held up the full lockout, the full season lockout, and the. 2012-2013 lockout. He basically right. is the most powerful owner in the NHL, and he's kind of he's a gremlin that got fed after midnight. He's just a total asshole, and <laughs> yeah, honestly, everything he does, he should be flogged for. This firing of his staff, which is actually not even the worst thing to happen in the NHL. Because the Pegulas in Buffalo not only fired their staff, but didn't even ensure that they get their jobs back. They have to reapply. I don't know if Jacobs is that bad. Yeah, the Sabres really screwed the pooch on this one. And the Sabres are doomed to mediocrity forever because of this. Yeah, rightfully so. Um, But yeah, it is a... um, I think my, my larger point, though, is that, you know... And look, I'm not saying that uh, billionaires have any right to cry poverty, but, you know, there is, as we're seeing with the economy, there there is just a limited amount of money out there. And it's it's just it's a really difficult situation. I mean, these are big, big businesses that rely on 18,000 people showing up four times a week and buying thousands of dollars in beer and pretzels and hot dogs and sushi and what else do they have? Bloody Marys now. Becky, I know you enjoy those during the afternoon games. 
What a and keep in mind, all of this goes <laughs> into the salary cap of hockey-related revenue for next season. Exactly. So we're talking right. about you know, possibly canceling this season. What cap impact does that have? The, you know, we're looking at Could an $84 million dollar cap ceiling. And if, even if it's still 81, the Rangers are going to be fine, assuming they don't sign Ryan Strom to a $7.5 million deal. But <laughs> even with Tony D'Angelo at 5, 5.5, the Rangers will be fine. But the rest of the NHL is going to have an issue or two if there's no more revenue and the 2020, 2021 salary cap is based off of two-thirds of a season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, for for all the reasons that I think we liked the trade when it was made before the coronavirus thing hit, but the Brady Shea trade looks really, really good right now because that is cap space earned in a way for the Rangers that even if they are dealing with a, a really, you know, a lower number next year or the same number as this year, I mean, could they lower it? I guess in, they can. in extenuating circumstances, they can, right? They can. It's in the CBA. They can. They try not to. And the players do have their 5% clause they can exercise or the 5% inflator clause that should in theory be enough to keep the salary cap at at least 81 million but that increases their escrow and that's a whole other issue that all I know is that whenever they use it it increases the money taken out of their paychecks and usually that money doesn't go back to them because the revenue isn't enough to account for it I think right okay I think so out of every contract signed, I believe each player loses about 25 to 30% to escrow and they may or may not get that money back the following season. That's wild. Yeah. It's a little bit insane. Seems like a, seems like a bad deal and something that they might try and write out of the next CBA. Yeah, the players got hosed big time. And I can't wait to see what the next CBA negotiations are going to look like because we got an expansion team and, and we got an expansion team coming in this summer that this thing expires. Wow. I can't wait to see. Yeah. That. Well, when 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 is the NBC TV deal up? They just signed an exclusive deal for 10 years like 2 years ago. Yeah, but I think there might I have be to look that up and I or like they, I think they are trying to cut more people in. I, I think ESPN is going to get hockey back within the next couple of years. I think there is a, there is an ability for them to go and shop some new packages um, in and bring in new partners into the deal because they're like the only sport that's only on one network now, which was great at the time. And I think NBC did the NHL a huge favor, frankly, putting putting hockey on the network when nobody else wanted it in two thousand five. But you know, if you look at every other sports league, they're on multiple networks. Uh, all their playoff games are on are on different networks, but they're all nationally televised. You know, the NHL, it's like they throw a game on CNBC, and then you know, for the first round, you basically watch your your team on your own home local network. So, I think in in an ideal world, the NHL gets another TV partner involved, and maybe that that obviously generates a little bit more revenue. But yeah, I mean, there are obviously massive uh, business implications of this pandemic. You know, across all everything, obviously, you know, Becky mentioned unemployment earlier. We know that this is impacting, uh, you know, working people at, at the at the clubs and at the uh, arenas and at the league. I think the league is is asking people to take twenty percent salary cuts right now. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if, if that's true or not, but I think it is. Um, so yeah, it's it's tough. Um, 
So the so NBC deal is was actually signed in 2011. I can't. There's the article I'm reading says it was signed in 2011, which means it was a 10 year deal worth two billion dollars, and it expires at the end of the 2021-2020. No, that's the CBA. The current NBC deal signed in 2011 will run its course following the upcoming season. So. Right. And then it's up for renewal. So the 2020-2021 season. So the CBA, the NBC deal, both expire next summer. And they get a new team. Yep. Well, obviously, the new team means more revenue because there's more games. And so does the TV deal. But, you know, that also means that the players have a little bit of leverage in terms of trying to claw back some of the the escrow. but yeah, I, I mean, I think that um, my thing is that hockey is going to be on more than just NBC in a couple of years. Okay, um, I hope so. And hopefully ESPN. I, I well, I hope ESPN gets back in the game because I would love to hear that music, the uh, the NHL Tonight music again. I love that's one of the, the great the NHL on ESPN theme song is one of the best sports theme songs. I'm okay with them going on ESPN two as well because at this point in the year 2020. ESPN2 and ESPN are right next to each other on your on most cable stations or on cable providers now. Yeah, yeah. And they're basically the same channel. You know, SportsCenter runs on ESPN2 now. You get a lot of those shows that get big ratings on ESPN2. So it's not just the, uh, the, the secondary station like MSG2. It's more like MSG right. Plus to... MSG than it is MSG plus two or MSG two in that regard. If I'm making a decent yeah. enough comparison, I'm I'm totally lost. But that's <laughs> that happens sometimes. I'm like MSG plus so, two minus five. What the Ocho? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, MSG negative five year, has the devils on it. <laughs> yes, I always actually thought about that. How would you feel if you were either an Islander or a Devil fan and you had to watch games on MSG? Like their 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 channel is called MSG. Like I I have a feeling that would really piss me off. It's like how my dad and 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 uh, growing up. I mean I'm a Jets fan too, but we had season tickets. But every time he walked into Giant Stadium, he would like curse under his breath and be like, "I can't believe this place is called Giant Stadium." It pissed him off every day for thirty years or however long it was. So and he never got over it. So Frank, yeah, (laughs) it's hard to be Frank. The seats are red and blue. Yeah, he's got a whole speech. I'll, I'll, I'll have him give it to you next time we see him. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> or over a Zoom call or something. But anyway, um, so we've been keeping up with the Rangers. Um, I've, Artemi Panarin built a birdhouse. Anyone want to He's cooking on now. That? Today, as of today, he's cooking. They drove he- down to Florida to be with Bobrovsky. Um, and he was cooking and did a little like, like, Nip flex. I don't know. It's wild. I, like, he's just the gift that keeps on giving. They drove to Florida. Oh yeah. Where? Uh, what I'm not state sure if was I'm okay he? With that. Well, we're not on lockdown. He was in Connecticut. We are on lockdown. Florida's not on lockdown. Well, Florida yeah. right, is. But I mean, you know, how would he? He has to drive through Jersey, so Jersey would be turning anybody away unless he went all like around. Nobody and... is. Nobody. There aren't like marshals on the fucking no yeah no yeah so edit that out (laughs) no you're fine you're fine it's fine 
There aren't marshals like on the highway. I mean, California has them, which is kind of wild, but um, not not in Jersey. I mean, although I haven't driven in two weeks now, so. Yeah, my yeah, but car's I think been parked on the street in Queens forever, and I got a spot mm-hmm. right in front of the apartment building, and it's great. I'm not moving. I, I haven't moved my car in three weeks. It's glorious. They're same. the same way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, I, I. I just whatever. I, I mean, he's a grown man; he could do what he wants. But I, I, it's not that he can't travel between states. I mean, you can still do that. But I just. I thought everyone was just supposed to kind of stay home and not go anywhere. And, you know, unless non-essential travel was highly discouraged. So, I, I mean, mean, look, Artemi Panarin is, they you know. <laughs> they clearly weren't social distancing when he parked the, burnt the build house. Wow. Built the birdhouse. Good Lord, <laughs> I need to speak English properly. <laughs> and he had this other project that he had going on. With uh, that, he obviously didn't finish, and he was posting oh, the hockey was, sticks. Yeah, and he was posing shirtless, holding a knife. So I think he might be the new Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's just not get into his brain right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know think he's going. Cr- Go ahead. His um, I'm, I like. I'm not sure. His significant other um posted like a whole explanation about it. She said they lived. They didn't stop at all. They only stopped for gas. Um, and like we're avoiding people and everything just tried to make it like very clear that they weren't uh, hanging out with people on the road you know so right they didn't like stay in a hotel in South Carolina or something right 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 anyway okay well I guess that's I guess that's acceptable yeah I mean he's our tummy Panarin too not not to say he shouldn't be doing the things that everyone else is doing but I tend to give him a pass because I love him well, he must be going crazy without hockey, too. I, you know, and I think that a lot of these guys, um, you know, I've seen some interviews. Actually, uh, the NHL did a really smart thing, and I think they've actually done a good job of kind of keeping people informed and somewhat entertained. But they did those four-way uh, conference calls, video calls, you know, on Zoom. Mark Stahl was from the Rangers, and he was on with Crosby, um, Eric Stahl, no, Jordan Stahl, Jordan Stahl, and Giroux. Um, and it was actually kind of funny. There was like a little bit more personality in that setting than, uh, you would normally get from hockey players. Um, Crosby is, that was actually like a really kind of, kind of very smart guy. You know, I I haven't really listened to him talk very much, but, um, you know, and then I watched a pretty long interview with Ryan Strom the other day with an Edmonton reporter. That was actually really good. It was like a 12 or 13 minute interview. Maybe I'll link to it, uh, in the description to the podcast, but, you know, they're all just hanging out at home and it is kind of one of this, you know, it's one of those weird uh, but true things where it's like, oh, they're just like us. You know, everyone's sitting in their house in sweatpants all day kind of waiting for this thing to pass. So um, but they must be going crazy without without the ability to actually put on skates. They should have just driven north and gone to a player's house that has a pond in his backyard. Yeah, but Canada's not letting anyone in. That's right. That uh, border is shut. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But maybe you go far enough up in Maine, you, you'd still get some decent ice to skate on. I don't know. Um, so what else uh, have you, has anyone, have you guys been catching up on any of the uh, the old games that they're showing? Well, so, so MSG finally this week is showing some actually older games. They did show um, mostly games from this past season. I believe it was last week. They showed the Mika five goal game. They showed... Uh, Artemi's hat tricks. They showed some Igor Shosturkin and 
Henrik Lundqvist game, so it's pretty good. Um, this this week they're showing a bunch of games from the 2013-14 season, which I'm actually pretty excited to watch back because, you know, it's just it's amazing how quickly time goes. But that was already six years ago, so um, you know, going back to that first season of of where you know the AV era, and obviously that's the team that made the the final. But I believe this coming weekend they're actually showing playoff games in full. Um, from the Flyers series, so the first round, and the Canadian series, the Eastern Conference Final. Um, I don't know how MSG actually got the rights to the Conference Final games because those were all on NBC or NBC Sports. Um, But I'm thrilled. I can't wait to watch those games. Dave, are you going to check any of those out? Um, I can't say yes or no to that, only because I don't know what my schedule is going to be like over the next couple of weeks because, uh, you know, I work in healthcare and I'm not front lines medical or anything like that, but there's still a lot to be done and I don't know what it's going to look like for me. Maybe background noise, but I'm probably, I'm not going to sit there and live tweet it the way I've kind of been live tweeting the prices right lately. <laughs> so I guess that's a terrible answer of maybe? Question well, mark? Well, you know, I think, I think, I think maybe I think maybe I'll I'll live tweet one of the one of the playoff games um, because I you know I, I always find that interesting. I actually really like watching super old games too, like when they have stuff from the seventies and eighties. I always think that stuff's really cool, especially with hockey because the sport was so different back then. You know, it's changed by leaps and bounds, uh, especially in the last you know ten years. Even if you watch a game from the nineties or early two thousands now, it looks like a different sport. But um, yeah, I mean, look, they're trying to keep us entertained. We're trying to keep each other entertained. Um, does anyone have any other kind of closing or final thoughts before we uh, we head out for the night? Stay the hell home. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I stay like the it. hell home. It's true. If we do that, if everyone does that and does it very strictly, then we will be back to normal more quickly than if we don't. Um, and yeah, Becky, anything uh, anything else you want to... Uh, you want to say before we go? No, just, um, you know, another big thank you to healthcare workers, to grocery workers, to postal workers, to everyone who can't be at home, um, you know, and, and is helping serve the rest of the population right now. Um, and, you know, just thanks to you guys kind of for keeping up like a sense of community, even though we're all it's very strange to be, you know, go out for a walk and have it be like this big event of the day. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I saw someone, I saw a meme that was like, now I understand why dogs love car rides so much. So, um, same. And yeah, I look forward to doing this again. Yeah, we will be back as scheduled in a couple of weeks. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to our every other week schedule. So uh, two Tuesdays from now will be the next show. We are going to try try to line up some guests, uh, some interviews. So stay tuned to the uh, to the Twitter account, which is Blue, at Blue Seats Live. Right? Did I get that right? I think I did. Um, stay tuned there. Um, maybe we'll, take some, we'll let you know who we might be talking to. We'll get some fan questions. Uh, obviously, keep up on blueseatblogs.com. Uh, the podcast is is uh, ready and able to be downloaded at kind of all the usual podcast spots, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc. We host it on Acast. Um, for Becky and Dave, this is Rob signing off, and we will see you next time. Bye.